theme song. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. But it was my wedding day. It was our wedding day. We were getting ready and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed in the sky. Bruno walks in with a mischievous grin. Thunder. You tell this story or am I? I'm sorry, me, Vita, go on. <laughs> I kind of am sad that you are playing um, uh, that guy. I really <laughs> like that guy, even though I don't know his name at the moment. <laughs> he's he's a pretty great character. I enjoyed him. I, I did too. I was, and you could tell that like he adores his wife. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we love to see it. Well, like the scene. Oh, we'll get into it. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody, to Back to the Point. Uh, I am Brad, and this is my co-host, M. Night Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Also known as Seth. <laughs> also known as Seth. Um, I, I'm super excited to get into today's topics and stuff. Though I have to go off on a quick rant. So I'm, <laughs> I'm at work, and look, I work in a restaurant. Not going to get into it, but basically, like we have a walk-in, and we, a lot of walk-ins have um, like these plastic flap things that uh, they're supposed to keep the cool air in, and like so that you know, you keep consistent uh, temperature and the walk-in and the food doesn't go bad. And I'm, you know, chilling out. I'm there early. I'm uh, listening to music on my headphones because someone decided to eat and destroy my earbuds. Um, Rusty. (laughs) Yes. And, um, and I go to put something in the walk-in and the flaps completely take the headphones off of my head and they fall to the ground. I don't know if it was a fall, but they, if it wasn't, it was definitely the door slamming shut on them. Ow. And they were still working. They were still working, but one of the, uh, sides they weren't it wasn't gonna like stay on my ear and it was like this is like still pointless because it's I don't like it and so I like put them away went through the whole work and then we're closing and I'm like I'll listen to I'll listen to it it's just gonna keep them here and whatever I don't care and then I do it again and I just in a fit of rage I grab the thing I just yank the one head side of the ear ear buds or headphones that were busted i just rip it off and throw it in the trash see if the other side is still working it's not so i throw that in the trash and i was just so mad yeah yeah yeah, um every restaurant should get rid of those well i mean they do they do help the freezer get rid of them that's fair they did break your headphones get rid of the food safety it doesn't matter (laughs) no no um just a personal vendetta (laughs) How you been, man? Um, I've been good. Uh, I watched the movie recommendation chef, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finished season five of my hero academia today. How do you feel? What, what you thinking? Um, I think it was really good. Um, the villain, my villain academia arc mm-hmm. was interesting and I really like the Shinzo work as well. Yeah. Um, season five had a lot of memorable arcs. I still think three is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, the Todoroki family, the yes. art though yes. was very cool in my opinion absolutely I, last episode I literally was like Endeavor I'm really feeling like getting to know where that's going mm-hmm. and I and, got a front row seat this season and Todoroki is your favorite mm-hmm. and he's still my favorite and they definitely like kind of 
signify that they're like the big three of the class at this point. Yeah, it's definitely Todoroki, Bakugo, and um, Deku. Deku. I don't know why he's the one I forget, but um, but I was I was feeling like they had kind of put Todoroki on the back burner for a bit because um, he didn't really get much in like season four. He was in those like supplemental classes. Yeah, with they really kind of put him on the back burner and stuff. But you, but we still got enough of like Bakugo, even though he was in that class too. So it was just kind of like. Oh, not much for Todoroki. And then it's like, oh, Todoroki. Well, we got like little random snippets of like, they did like a disco dance thing mm-hmm. and like grand things. I was just like, I literally made a note. I was like, what the hell is happening in I'm those classes? Pretty, I'm pretty sure it's, um, that's something from the manga. Yeah. It, it looks fun. It yeah. looked interesting. It, they just didn't really like talk about it. Just kind of like made it like funny little, if you don't look, you miss it things. Yeah. Sometimes, um, some mangas will do like, there's like a page or something to separate the chapters. And on that page, sometimes they'll do like a little strip mm-hmm. or something uh, to just put in like fun. Th- I don't know if that's what that is or maybe it, but maybe it is or something. That's or, what it kind of felt like. Yeah. yeah um, that's what it reminded me of. Um, The song for season five though, it's an absolute <laughs> banger. Yeah. I added to a playlist. Like I <laughs> love that song. It's merry go around. It's so good. Recommend it for everyone. Oh, that's right. Oh, round. Round. I got bumped, bro. That is a good song. It's the one intro I never skipped. <laughs> I was just like, you might as well. You watch skip it. the intros? After I watch it a few times, I'm like, okay. Fake fan. <laughs> I, I, I skip intros on everything. I though. never skip the intros. On, not for animes. Um, I'll skip the intros for, I think I did that for, um, the Mandalorian. Mm. Uh, yeah, after I haven't seen that. Like, so I don't say anything too much. Okay, but the the intro is just like it's like some lights going, and then it changes to like a three D outline or image of like R two D two C three PO Boba Fett or something, and it's very much like okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not it's not a song or anything. So I'm like, yeah, skip. <laughs> no, that's fair. I was watching it a few times because um, it's. Uh, I think Jamie brought it to my attention that a lot of times manga will have like a few pages of like art before the book, so that you kind of can see what this arc's going to be about. Mm-hmm. So I figured that's probably what the intro was. So I try and like watch it a few times to kind of just get a feel for what's going to be happening. Yeah. But then after that, I'm like, okay, I've right, seen this five I, times. I never catch that stuff until after it's happened in the plot. It'll be like, I'll watch it. it even in like Rick and Morty is a great example because mm-hmm. like a bunch of those, like some happen, some don't, but it won't, I didn't even notice it until it happened. And I was like, oh, I catch it. And then like a few more episodes happen and something else happened from the intro. And I was like, oh, that happened. And like I completely forget and stuff. I always catch it. You are the season you are four sharp. one on Erie. I was like, okay, so who's this girl? Why is she mm-hmm. going to be important? Mm-hmm. Well, and then you, you, cause right before I started the season, oh, you were like, have you met Erie? And yes. I was like, no, not yet. And then I watched the intro and I was like, is that her? Yeah, it was, um, I kind of wish I didn't, but I was a little confused as to exactly like where you were. I think you had said the, the num the like which episode, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what that was. So I was just like, have you met Airy yet? And that was the thing of like, that's all I cared about. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Harry's great. Love yeah, it. She's about to start her training. We don't mm. have sh- episodes yet. Mm-hmm. But that, Aizawa said, like, I started the next day. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing of like, I think there's a bunch of fan fiction and stuff of like the next generation. And it's going to be like the kids that Deku has saved, like um, Koda and uh, Ari. And there's one from the movie. Um, I'm forgetting his name and stuff, but like people have done like fan art of them grown up and as heroes and stuff. And it's, it just gives me the feels. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, well, in the whole thing of like, uh, 
there's a theory that as the generations go, eventually there'll be kids who can't control their powers. Yeah. The villains are kind of like this generation's version of that. Yep. And that's what you kind of like fully get in the, my villain academia arc because you see Shigaraki's backstory mm-hmm. and it is dark. Yeah. It tears you apart. You're I, I literally was like, okay, I need like a beat <laughs> between this because I mean, he, but like, that's, that's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like what he went through was a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't been doing too much. So, Oh, we were going to do, um, don't look up. And then I watched it. And I, I called Seth up and I was like, are you sure this is something you want to talk about? It's kind of a lot. <laughs> and it is. It's um. so you were thinking it's satire. I thought it was more funny than like the satire is supposed to be funny, but this is not satire. This is just social commentary of like, what would humans do if a ser- serious um, like world ending disaster happened and how would they react to it? And basically it's like we would be our own downfall and there's no funny bit to it like there are not in the grand scheme of things like there are kind of like characters but I didn't view it that way I viewed it as like I didn't view it as like oh how funny this person's like only caring about social media I viewed it as like that's probably real and that's really depressing (laughs) no before you called me Alyssa was like are you sure you guys want to talk about that and I was like I mean it looks funny she's like it looks sad and I was like yeah but it looks like it's funny sad and she's like oh no and then you called me and I was like Alyssa was right (laughs) literally (laughs) like I was I was kind of depressed after watching it I had to like clean my whole apartment with music on just to kind of like feel accomplished and kind of get me out of that mood of um yeah just no, I mean, I, I do think people should watch it. I think yeah. you should watch it. I think I'm everyone should watch it because it is it does have something to say, even though it, it doesn't necessarily offer anything new. It's kind of the thing of like it kind of just felt like old people rambling a bit mm-hmm. like it, like old people going like, um, oh, this generation doesn't know what to if like a real problem happened. They they just go to t- Twitter or t- the tweet bird or something you know like it's mm-hmm. just it's like yeah we know that already we we know that we don't need you to tell us that or make a multi-million dollar movie about it <laughs> it's getting horrible reviews though really? no one likes it it's Leonardo DiCaprio's first um what is it rotten first? it's his first rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes mm, I feel like he's had to have made some bad movies I'm not saying he didn't I'm just saying it's the first one what's that he's bl- got a bad like what's the rating for Blood Diamond I feel like that one wasn't great I don't even know what that is to be honest the exact he was in it <laughs> it was fine I don't know I watched it I don't uh, remember much of it but. I just remember being a big article about it being like this is the first one yeah that will probably change it feels like a movie though that people will look back on and go like this is a masterpiece and but it, it's it is just depressing like that's kind of mm-hmm. all i kind of took from it it's like this is sad and yeah well i was thinking like i don't know what i'm going to talk about to kind of make this like okay to listen to yeah no no that's fair well we were pairing it with Encanto which is just this like happy fun song movie and I was like oh this has been awful I'm really glad you said something I probably would have said the same thing that makes me laugh though of just like oh the music is so great and it's just like oh the world's ending man like man it's probably gonna happen in real life The contracts would have been funny. So because of this revelation that Brad had, we decided we would do something different and for the second movie. As of today, though we have not watched it, I, I want to digress a bit. So um, Alyssa got me a gift of um, some 
stitch slippers and just so happened to that i'm actually wearing my stitch pajamas today but i just while i was talking i looked over and i saw your a uh, sloth uh, oh, those slippers. Are oh they're <laughs> i just saw them and i was i wanted to mention them um <laughs> Yeah, as of today, though, we have not seen it. Peacemaker is out on HBO Max. Um, I believe just the first three episodes. Yes. Are, is this something we're going to be reviewing? Probably. At so least I, I should will. watch it. I'm going to talk about it a bit. Um, I just don't like Peacemaker. I know you don't, but I I'm interested. <laughs> I think there was some talk of like Bloodsport getting a TV show too. And apparently, I watched that. Apparently, um, James Gunn is doing another DC project. I think it's even been confirmed it's a DC television show. I think. Don't Did he not do that. Peacemaker? No, he did Peacemaker. Okay, so he he's did, doing another one. Okay, I thought you were saying like he was gonna do. Yeah, well, no, that's not this. No, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did Peacemaker, and he's gonna get a second one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. I think it's a show. If not, it's definitely a movie. Um, don't quote me on that, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll 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 watch it so we can talk about it. But there's not really much to say about Peacemaker besides um, if we did like the Suicide Squad, which we've talked about, and um, or if we talked about the Watchmen movie because um the watchman is alan moore wanted to take a bunch of characters that dc like recently acquired and make the watchman story arc but um they were like we've got plans for these heroes so he actually just made his own heroes inspired by a lot of these and the character of the comedian was inspired by peacemaker mm. so that could have been something but I didn't really want to get into that. So I thought, what about Batman? What if we did the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah. And uh, just to preface, I haven't seen the last two in a few years. Mm-hmm. And we both watched the first one today. Yes. Just to kind of give us a little refresher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, that being said, should we start on Encanto? Um, the one movie instead of three? Yeah. Let's start there. Um, it was an absolute freaking masterpiece. What a blast, man. Like such a great, I've been on such a Lin-Manuel Miranda kick of just, cause I think for this, he just did the music. Mm-hmm. He did not direct this, but he, I also watched Tick, Tick, Boom, which he directed. He directed, um, Tick, Tick, Boom. And it was, yeah, I've just been on like a bunch of his stuff and it's just been so fun and interesting and amazing. And yeah, Encanto is just so fun. Um, I'm obsessed. I mean, we did, I, I think everybody's talking about like, we don't talk about Bruno, but um, I I really like the one that we did last week. Surface uh, Pressure? Yeah, it's such a good song. It That's is. my favorite one. It's so good. After listening to the soundtrack a billion and one times, <laughs> I can also say Surface Pressure is probably my favorite. It's the best one, like yeah. hands down. It's it's so good. Well, and like, even like the only song I really don't like, and the only reason is because I don't understand it, is the song that Abuelo sings. And it's just because it's in Spanish, so I can't understand it. Um... Oh, you just don't understand because just, it's in Spanish. Yeah, so I, I was like, I can't <laughs> sing to this. That's more like a, um, you get this idea through yeah. the storytelling, or the, yeah. through the visual storytelling. I cried. That, I cried during that bit. Really? Yeah, I did. I know a lot of people are like, are almost like villainizing Abuela, but um, no, I cried during that bit because I was like, oh man, she really like lost the love of her life and now has to raise three children on her own. That is heartbreaking. It is, and it was very sad, and like, Abuela is such a sympathetic character because, but you just, you got to realize so many people she still are caused not. the trauma. Yeah. It doesn't excuse anything that she did because trauma is never a reason to cause more trauma, mm-hmm. but it's, um, but it is a, an understanding and kind of a, 
it's, I, I feel it's important to understand why somebody did the things that they did. And yeah, watching it, I was like, I feel sorry for this character and I, it doesn't make it right, but I understand why she did it. Well, and here's my thing. If Maribel and her whole family can come together and forgive each other and try and move on, so can the audience. Yeah. They, but man, do they not like Abuela? No, and I mean, here's the thing. I don't either. I think Abuela sucks, and I definitely think that uh, either they need to leave it alone or they need to, like, show a redemption of, like, she's a lot better now. Like, maybe not, like, an arc, but, like, if they have a second movie, it needs to be like, okay, Abuela is so much better. I don't and think then that'll be a second fun. movie. I would like a second movie simply because I want a second soundtrack. That was such a good soundtrack, Brad. He'll, Lin-Manuel Miranda will keep doing things. It doesn't need to be Encanto. Do a new story. It's fine. This had a happy ending. I don't need to see more. That's fair. That always, that always like retroactively ruins it for me. Like I know I could just watch Encanto again if, even if the second one is bad, but it's still just like, just leave it where it is. It's so, it's such a good thing. Why risk it? I feel. I like sequels when it comes to, when it comes to newer Disney movies, like Frozen 2. I like that one better. Incredibles 2. I liked that one better. Yeah, then I that's think a personal a thing for you because for both of those, I think you're absolutely wrong. The first one is the best one and they should have left them alone. I think it's more of just a, you want more newer content. I'm okay with the yeah. stories being more continued and you're, cause you, you, you always worry that's going to ruin it. Yeah. Which I is just, fair. I just don't see the point. And did, I, th- I thought Frozen 2 was fine, but I still think Frozen is better. Um, but no, Frozen 2 and um, Incredibles 2 didn't ruin the first movies. And like I said, um, an Encanto 2 wouldn't ruin Encanto. But it is still the thing of just like, I, sh- I just don't understand the point. I think it's world building. No, I like, think it's money. Both the sequel, maybe. <laughs> but for me, I think it's money I... going like the. That being said, this was a bomb. Yeah. Box office wise. Um, they probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a sequel because of the numbers from Disney plus. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of box office, this was a bomb. I think it like just broke even. It was a very competitive month and a half in November and December True, between Spider-Man, Ghostbusters, um, Sing 2 came out in Kanto. I think it barely broke even, Mm. which I saw that. I liked it better. It's my favorite one so far. I've, I'm not a Ghostbusters dude. Would you want to be a, a watch them though? I will, but I don't want to be. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I don't obsess, but I mean, I own the first one. Um, I, I think own Alyssa the owns two. the girl one with Melissa McCarthy. Mm, I own Afterlife the first is just two. really good. You just haven't seen them yet? Nah. I get it. I own like 20 movies that I haven't seen over here. <laughs> so like, I get it. Um, my thing with sequels with Disney though, especially the newer ones, I'm going to say the 2010 ones to okay. 2020, 20 ish ones. We never got a sequel to Tangled. That would have been the one that I did want a sequel to because I wanted to, I really love the relationship and I would have liked to have seen it. They had like four different things though. They had like a mini series. They no, had a regular none series. None of that was worth it because they gave that to people who did not, who were not as good at I storytelling. Agree, but that's so why I, we're not going to get it give us a sequel to it show us like them ruling or like not ruling or whatever i would i'd be totally interested in what they did yeah i'd like to see um mother gothel's backstory like into why she became such a witch no 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 she was just evil i'm still okay with that that's fair and i think she got what exactly what she deserved she was a jezebel so it's fair but i will say when it comes to sequels I like that it builds the world a little more 
Incredibles 2 added on to like it kind of showed more about where the world was and they actually changed it and then and in Frozen 2 it gave backstory to who the mother was why Elsa has powers kind of elaborated more on the questions that I still had from the first movie so with Encanto I would hope it would just elaborate more on the Encanto outside of the house maybe or just maybe their kids I think if you're gonna do because you're saying world building I feel like world building needs to be that only needs to be explored more if that world is interesting because if Encanto or Encanto um, is like, that's the only special thing. It's like this house and this family. And that's the only special like magical thing in the world. Then uh, no, I don't need to see a sequel of it. If there's, other instances of magical things in this world and crazy fantastical things and yeah sure but i don't i don't even necessarily want to see any of those characters again i just want to see more interesting stuff like um frozen no like frozen yeah frozen 2 um they explore more of the powers and everything but it was just the thing of like it's still just about anna and elsa and uh elsa's the only like magical one ultimately i mean there's like the elements though but she's the only one i mean i know there's a fan theory that uh anna is one as well well her mom was also also had like did she, did she have powers or was she just like no, related to the family so. there's a theory that tarzan is their brother yeah i know that that's that, been that's like, a whole other thing though it's like being both confirmed and denied yeah it that's a whole nother <laughs> i think can he was supposed to be like if that's true that he's like summer or something yeah, I don't know, but I do, I like learning about the forest and kind of seeing that Arendelle wasn't perfect, you know? Elsa was always worried that, like, she was going to ruin something, but the thing was, Arendelle already did something bad to these people, her people, mm-hmm. specifically, and they just, they kind of had to fix it. I don't know. I liked it. I don't know. That was just me, though. I, I mean, I liked it. I did. I'm not gonna sit here and go like, ah, it sucked. But it was just a thing of like, I didn't need it, and I don't think anyone needed it. Um, I think it was just kind of the thing of like, it was the biggest thing in 2014. So of course they were gonna make a sequel for it because of money, <laughs> and that's that's the, fair. That's the case. I'm I'm actually really surprised that they made an Incredibles too. I'm not. That they took so long though, but they didn't stop talking about it the whole time. They're always no, like, they, "It's coming, guys!" No, it's they coming. did. Um, people stopped talking about it, so it was it was such a weird thing that like it went that long that and then people were like, "Yeah, we'll green light it." It's like I feel like uh, executives would have been like, "Nobody cares about this anymore. You missed your chance or something like that." Did you uh, did you see that in theaters? Incredibles. Yeah, two. Oh no, not in two. Um, they had a whole like little mini thing before the movie where it was everyone who voiced the actors mm-hmm. were like, I know it took 17 years, but we did this to try and make it perfect for you. And it was a cute little thing. Make it perfect. And it was subpar. <laughs> I think it was ex- wait. I, I love the first one. I think it was a near perfect movie. The yep. second one was perfect though. No, I stand. Nowhere I near love perfect. the second one. Nowhere near perfect. Yeah, well, we went into this last time. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Encanto, I think the soundtrack was great. Absolutely. Um, um, who was your favorite character, though? Uh, that's a good question. It might have been... Um, that being, oh, no, it was... Um, I don't know his name, but it was the... Bruno? No, 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 no. The... Um, the oh, hold on. Peppa's husband. Peppa, yep. 
I don't know why he's like such a minor character, but I just like loved his uh, vibe. He, he, I just loved it so much. But um, besides that, I guess it would probably would have been um, who sings Surface Presser. I'm so Louisa. bad with Louisa. It, I'm so bad with the names, but uh, yeah, it probably would have been Louisa. I just love that um, song so much. And I kind of related, not related, but I just like felt for her and like her troubles and everything. And I was like. Okay, yeah, I really like Louisa, and Louisa needs a break. <laughs> um, I my favorite was probably Isabella. Um, hated her in the beginning. That's right. That's I right. loved her at the end, though. I love that she turned into like a goth alternative girl. <laughs> I love that she like whenever she popped that cactus, I instantly went, okay, so she's gay. Like, like that was my instant <laughs> thing. And apparently, it's a big thing around right now. People are like, so Isabella's gay, right? Like that was the whole point. <laughs> And so, and I think it's kind of like Luca, like, yes, it had gay undertones possibly, but Luca definitely not. had gay undertones. So I think it's kind of like that type of thing. Like it's not confirmed, but as an audience member, you can be like, I can see where that happened. Luca is another great example of, I love Luca. Luca is, um, that's a Pixar movie. It, the, the, it, the first Incredibles movies and Luca is tied for my favorite Pixar movies. And I love Luca. It's so great, but I don't want a Luca too. I don't if, want to look at anything. I want maybe like something like it where it's just maybe like another creature and it's like set in the world, but I don't want Luca too. like, that's the sort of thing. And even then I kind of, I'm going like, it's probably not going to be as good. And I'm just like going to sit here and enjoy the fact that I really love Luca. Did you see the short Alberto's little short? Oh no, I haven't watched that yet. It's on Disney. I, I know. said it's really cute. I know I haven't watched it yet. I love the relationship that <laughs> they have. That was so cute and fun. Well, and it was a really good found family movie. It was um, great. Uh, but Isabella, I just love her. I love her arc. I love <laughs> everything about it. I love that. Um, I just, I love that, like, she was understandable. She was kind of like a boiler in a sense where you're like, okay, I really like, I don't like you at all, but I kind of see where you came from. But I actually ended up liking Isabella. Abuela's uh, just kind of like, eh. I think it's hard for me to understand um, Isabella because it's just like she had to be perfect for Abuela. And like, I can, I get the story, like that's her character arc, but I can't connect on that personally because I've always just been the kind of guy that if people wanted me to be better or perfect, I was like, well, I'm not doing it for you. So I don't care <laughs> sort of thing. It's so it's, it's, I think it's harder for me to connect with that. So that's maybe why, um, I, I can't, I didn't really connect with it to be honest. If anyone, I think I related to Louisa. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people did though. Yeah. There are a um, lot of people that like push themselves too hard. Yeah. And it's also like older sibling syndrome. Like it's a whole thing. But I'm the, um, the interesting thing is I'm not an older sibling. I know. I think I saw something on that where it was, uh, it was a TikTok and it was like, if this is your favorite song, surface pressure, you are the oldest sibling. And I'm like, I'm the youngest sibling. So um, but it was just, I just love the song and I, yeah, I think, I don't even think it has to be a sibling thing. I think just everybody pushes themselves too hard and yeah, they need to break. It's such a universal, um, understanding. Um, and Luisa's arc was very interesting and, uh, and I have a whole like rant about how it ties to Bruno and Maribel because mm -hmm. in her song, she's holding Maribel on the cliff. Yeah. And like she, they're about to fall, but she saves her. Right. Mm -hmm. And then whenever Maribel is chasing uh, Bruno and like throughout the walls of the house, yeah, he's holding her and oh they boy. swap and she's <laughs> holding him. And then, you know, she gets spooked because of the rat, but which is hilarious. I want to tell you about my favorite uh, 
fan theory of this movie, which is who is the oh Dorothy, I think. The one who hears everything. Dolores. Dolores. Oh, I was close. I'm sorry. Uh, Dolores, um, she's like a, a avid fan of Bruno's telenovelas. Yes. <laughs> I love that so much. I think much. that's so great. Like there was something where it was like he like kills one of his rat's characters mm-hmm. and she's just like, oh, he died <laughs> like at a dinner or something. And everyone else is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Well, in, in the song when she's like, I associate him with the sound of falling sand and then you hear tss, tss, tss. He's in the background. Yeah. And he's dancing. Yeah. Well, and there's a whole thing where it's like the tss, 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 is him throwing salt over his shoulders. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's, it, they, they had so much fun mm-hmm. with making, with really giving these characters a lot of character without having to f- specifically focus on them. And the guy, I think his name is Felix. That is Peppa's oh, yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. Felix. He, whenever um, Maribel takes her seat at the, at Peppa's seat at the um, breakfast table and Abuela's trying to talk in the very beginning, he's the one that calms her down after she's about to bring up a story. Yeah, and because, that just like shows. I said, he is like a good husband and really loves his wife. And like you, he's barely in it, but he gets that point across really well. And I'm just like, I like you. You're great. And they did that with um, uh, Maribel's dad as well. Whenever Abuela was like, mm-hmm. what about the Encanto? And he was like, I was protecting my daughter. Yeah. Like they, they just did really good, like small things to give these characters who weren't the main focus of this lot of this plot line. Mm hmm. I will say like, um, and this isn't really a jab at the movie, but I will say I think it's um, a little bit cheaper. The fact that they kind of um, like they use mental illnesses for like each one of them and trauma to kind of just get um, the character development in there. Because like the ones that don't have as much character development are the spouses or like because they're not they didn't experience the trauma. They, they weren't they, raised in the Yeah, house. they married into it. So it's like Felix doesn't really have a trauma or the or Mirabelle's dad. He's They're more like, uh, you know, trying to soothe their wife or stand up for their daughter sort of thing because they were mostly raised right, we mm-hmm. assume, and sort of thing. But it was just kind of... But then they kind of get um, forgotten about mostly, except for those one instances for each. Um what was the kid's name that could talk to the animals? Um, Antonio. Fun. <laughs> he, I, he, he might, I might've lied. He might be my favorite character. <laughs> he's very fun. He was so cute. Yes. When he's standing there and he's mm-hmm. like, I need you. Mm-hmm. I almost cried. Cause it was whenever just so she, beautiful. Whenever she came <sighs> out in like, well, it might've been Abuela, like kind of looked at her weird. Like, why are you doing this? I was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. He, she's, She's there to help, but he's nervous. What's wrong with that? Like, I was, even if she doesn't have powers and you're like worried about stuff, it's like, sh- shut up. He wants her there. I don't care what you think. Well, and there's a whole big theory that the reason Maribel didn't get powers is because her and Abuela are the only two who can like communicate with the house as well as they do. Mm. And people might say things, Abuela but Abuela I mean, is the only one uh, besides Mirabel who doesn't have powers. Well, and they can like tell the house, like she can say floors, doors, like all that jazz Mm -hmm. and it'll respond and it'll bring her shoes to it. No one else in the family Mm -hmm. 
uh, Why like, can't do that. Why would the house give her a door or a room then? At least a room, you know? <laughs> and, like, that was, I think, but maybe, like, the whole point was she, that... Does the house not have feelings? <laughs> <laughs> I think the house has feelings. Um, but I think the whole point was the house maybe knew that this was the route it was going to go. And I think Abuela, personally, I think I mean, that, the house did um, give Bruno the power of prophecy, so I guess that's fair. Well, I think it set it up. It knew that this was going to happen. So it, when Bruno read it and then left, it was like, okay, so Maribel's going to get powers. We can't give her a power because then whenever he, because then the trauma will just keep going. Nothing will get solved. Mm -hmm. So the whole theory is that the house knew and knew that they wanted her to be the next Oboila character anyways. Mm -hmm. So they just didn't give her, the house itself didn't give her a power. And so that's what set up the rest of the movie. And then whenever they rebuild the house, she... They built her a room already as a family no, 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 without it, the house. No, 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 that's not what I meant. I oh. meant the door to the front, the, mm -hmm. the whole house was mm -hmm. hers. So it was kind of like the Encanto was Abuela's house. So now this house is Mirabelle's. Mirabelle's. Yep. Does that make you happier? It does make me happier. Good. I, I, I'm I mean, very okay without her having powers like now. Her, what? I'm very okay with her not having an official power Good. now because if if it's if it, the thing is she is just supposed to be the next abuela and have more of the connection to the house and take the kids up the stairs to get their doors that's fine there, that just needed to be established <laughs> that was my only thing however I did miss in the beginning that the whole the, doorknob was hers yeah you did miss that but I think it is also the thing of like um, I don't. I really feel like it's a cop out whenever you establish a character. I, I even feel it for my hero. Um, I kind of, whenever I first watched it, I did not want him to get uh, the quirk um, one for all. Deku? I w yeah. I wanted him to, uh, I wanted him to be like a Batman character and just have no powers, but he still wants to be a hero and he becomes the hero anyways. Like that's kind of what I wanted. And so it was kind of the same thing here where it was like, if they gave her powers, I was going to be like, Okay, that kind of ruined it for me. Really? Yeah, it would have ruined it for me. Well, I, my thing is, I I saw that, and my only argument, which made everyone kind of think twice, was, well, the whole point was she didn't need powers to be special, and I was like, okay, yeah, that was the whole point for everyone, though, and they got their powers back, and then you and Rachel, who was our other friend, were both like, that's actually a good point. But then we talked about more, and now we're at the same conclusion of that her being into the house was the power. It's but, a good um, point, but it still would have. You have to take account, and you have to take into account um, the audience's feelings about like what you do. And I think I don't think I would have been the only one that would have been like that's kind of a cop-out to give her powers now like why would she need power it, the whole point the whole point of the movie was she doesn't need powers so why would you then give her powers it like it it nullifies the point so it's like and i think that's something that you have to you have to take into account and i'm glad they didn't because that would have like i said ruined it for me that's even fair. if you like gave me that point i still would have been like i still don't like it <laughs> that's fair um before we get too far into another character i want to say the thing i love most about isabella during we don't talk about bruno at the end when they're all circling the table mm -hmm. two things i want to say about this one louisa is just crying and it's yes. so freaking funny i die like, like it's, it's not funny that she's Damn. crying but like she's just You're like heartless she's just like jumping around while everyone else is singing it's just it's, no, it was I, funny I um and then 
Isabella's line, everyone's singing the line they sang earlier. She's not. She's singing, I'm fine. I'm totally fine over and over. Mm -hmm. And you leave it to Lin-Manuel freaking Miranda to give small character development in a two second end of a song, bro. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think he had anything to do with this besides the songs. No, he only got to write this. They were just like, hey, write these songs for this. And he delivered. He delivered, bro. Um, But man, he is a good director, though. I agree. Because have you seen Tick, Tick, Boom yet? No, I need to. I need to. God, man, it's so good. Anyways, go watch Tick, Tick, Boom, you and everyone. Um, That's fair. It's a great movie. Well, I just want to see Andrew Garfield, to be honest. This was the movie that, like, because I haven't watched much of Andrew Garfield, but this was the movie that made me go, he is a good actor. He's Mm -hmm. a great actor. I just don't want to see a third Spider-Man movie. That's fair. I'm not going to dive into that too much. I disagree, but... Everyone's everyone has a valid opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm right, but anyways, uh, I am uh, I am in the minority on that one. I know, but yeah, it's everywhere, man. I it know. is everywhere. I will not watch it, even if they make it. Not even for this. <sighs> I'm gonna talk about it. I don't care. That's fine. I'll turn. I'll take my head off, phones off, and leave. <laughs> just turn the mic off. I don't care. <laughs> just be like, I'm gonna sit here and listen to Seth. This is the podcast. No, here's what will happen. I'll go like, I'm gonna sit here and listen to Seth, and then you're gonna hear a microphone slam down on the table, headphones go down too, and footsteps walking away. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't have much more to say about Encanto though. Yeah. Um, I will say. This is just a personal opinion, though. And I want to know what your opinion is on it. Do you think the Disney movies, not the Pixar, because they've always done this, but the Disney movies should go back to 2D animation? Um, I wouldn't see an issue if they did. I think they should probably do both. I agree. Um, I don't think I'm not saying like I hate the 3D animation and I'm not saying like with Pixar, it's kind of it's I don't know. It makes sense because they've started. They've always done that. Mm-hmm. But with um. Disney now they're doing they're just doing 3D animation and I'm kind of like I kind of miss the 2D stuff I I quite enjoy it like Lilo and Stitch uh, like there was something about like the the aesthetics of those movies and it I feel it has a lot to do with um the the animation style and I kind of like they should every once in a while do a 2D and like I don't know I think they're I think that'd be great it'd be interesting and fun mm-hmm. and nostalgic I'm not against it um if they did they should do something like from like the 80s like it should be an 80s based movie or something or like 90s just like like the year that the movie takes place should be set in an older time to kind of fit the art style they're doing i don't think so i think that i think you could do it today it's just because we're in 2022 doesn't mean that like 2d animation is dead i don't think it means it's dead that's what i'm saying i'm saying it'd be kind of funny if they made it like look the the story be as retro as the art style is for disney at this point no <laughs> I disagree on that. I mean, they can, but I don't think that means like they have to do it. I don't it think that they way. have to. I just think it'd be fun. I just want to see more 2D animation. That's fair. Like um, a goofy movie. Oh, goofy movie is so stinking good. It's so great. Both oh. of them. Both of them are so good. Oh my god! I know. Why are they both so good? They shouldn't be. It is crazy. Did how I bring good this up on an old podcast? I don't, I don't know. know but, but I watched them recently, and they're so good. And they still hold up. They oh really my do. Gosh. I don't understand it, but they're so good and enjoyable. I texted my nephew about. it. I was like, "Have you seen a goofy movie?" And he's like. Yeah, I think so. It's been a minute, and I was like, give it a rewatch. It's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Now, I I love I I always like the second one more. Um, There's some great stuff in the first one, though. I agree. The sound. Here's my thing. I think objectively, the first one's better soundtrack and plot wise. I really can't. I can't even fun. pick. I really can't even pick because I do. I remembered more things from the second one. Me too. So like the nostalgia actually was more for the second one than the first one. But I watched this first one and I was like, man, this is a good time. This is such a great time. And it's like, it's emotional whenever it, like Goofy finds out that we're going off track, but I don't uh-huh. care. But like Goofy finds out that Max changed the road trip and like, he's like really upset and you feel for it. And it's like, damn Disney. Well, and my thing is whenever me and Alyssa watch them, I was always like, the second one's better. She's like, no, the first one's better, but we're six years apart. So you she, know, I feel like it doesn't matter. They're both just fantastic. I saw the second one first. So that's where my nostalgia is. She saw the first one. I don't so know which one I saw is. first, but the first one was more of a fever dream for me. Like I remembered a few things from it, but Same. I don't, I don't remember like ever like sitting down and watching it. I didn't until I was older, but I watched the second one all the time when I was a kid. I loved that movie. I didn't watch it all the time. It was literally just a thing of like. Oh, I know. I remember what it was. I was just, I was in the mood for a feel good movie. And then I was like, I remember the goofy movies being a feel good movie. I'll watch that. And then I watched the first one thinking it was the second one. Um, and then I remembered some things from it. And I was like, this, this is great. And then I was like, now I want to watch the second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're both fantastic. They are. They are. Anyways, back to the point. Um, Yeah. Encanto was great. Encanto was great. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. I you don't like doing it, Loved but I'm going to so do much. it. It was so great. <laughs> Give it a watch. If you haven't, I'd be surprised if you haven't. Yeah. yeah. It's big right yeah. now. It is um, everywhere. As it should be, yeah. I feel. It really deserves all the intention. So Did fun. you ever watch Soul? Yeah. It's okay. fine. I loved it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I There's not too much to say about it, I feel, though. It was just, it was a good movie. But um, now we will still have a bit of a gear shift into yeah. um, we're doing the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> uh, just kind of spitballing it a little bit, mainly because Batman's going to come out March like 4th, right? Yeah. So it's pretty soon. So to tie into that and Peacemaker uh, today as of recording. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Batman movies because he Peacemaker is a Batman villain. That's mm, why. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's like a D-list, E-list villain or okay. something like that. So, um, but what was, oh yeah, we, we always have so such different opinions and I still don't understand. I also, you texted know. me last night at 1030 PM <laughs> and was like out of nowhere was like, I just, I've like watched the first six Harry Potter movies like recently and third one is the worst in my opinion. And like. I'm I'm literally like not even wanting to get into it, but it, you enraged me so much that I, I know. did that I did get into it. I sent you a, me- a audio message. I, know. I was like this man. I was like I am not like typing this all out, but yeah, that <laughs> three is the best one. You're insane. You're absolutely wrong. You're absolutely wrong. You for fun. just Four like is the most boring. No, it's not. It yes, is it so is. Good. Then you didn't watch it for right the good things. In, right in is for the best Harry Potter movie. We're not talking about the last two because we actually haven't seen it in like a long time. You've seen it, but once not in a long we time. see the last two, though, because yeah. I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you watched six and didn't have to watch seven and eight. Um, I just watched them two at a time. That's fair. So yeah, um, but email in and tell us what you think is better, three or four. It's three objectively, it's four. but you know <laughs> it is not objective. Objective, four it is. is the best. Subjectively, no. Okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. 
no, 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 no. We, no, we got no, into no. this. We don't need to We're do it on the show. We're going to save this for the Harry Potter episode. Okay. I, me and Alyssa, watch about one or two a week. Oh, jeez, man. So we sh- you need to watch them within the next like two weeks what no <laughs> that's too soon no um anyways we'll get into that later well they just did the whole anniversary thing so it's perfect time that's true but the fantastic beast movie when is that coming out it'll have to be around then that's like coming out like the end of this year brilliant no brilliant no anyway, yeah that's a whole nother thing though because i have to watch but all three of those well two of those no brilliant anyways um the dark knight trilogy <laughs> The Caped uh, Crusader. Oh yeah, you have such a different opinion. You think The Dark Knight Returns is the best one. It's the Dark Knight Rises. Rises. So, I'm yes. sorry. No, I'm getting confused with the comic. There is a comic called The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. That is like the. Um, it's Alan Moore again. Uh, yeah, I think it's Alan Moore. There are a lot of comic book fans that might be screaming at me. I don't know. It's Frank Miller. Frank Miller wrote The Dark Knight Returns. I'm very sorry, comic book fans. Uh, Alan Moore was on my mind, and I could not remember the name Frank Miller. But um, it's like it's the definitive Batman when he's old storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what Batman v Superman was based off of, kind of. Okay. So, but um, yeah, Dark Knight Rises. You think that's the best one? I think Bane is a very underrated villain in the movies. No, I don't know. It's quite much quite about him. Poor, to be honest. But I liked him. I really did. His weakness was so obvious from the get go. I don't even remember what it was. Just break his mask. Oh yeah. Why didn't he do that the first time? He was strong. You can still do it. It. Batman. Why okay. Didn't he In go the Dark for Knight it? trilogy, What's Batman gets pit? his ass handed to him like What's every with the movie. Pit? It was to show that he had to get over a challenge. Why? <laughs> yeah, I understand the point of it. <laughs> but why didn't they? There are no guards. Look, I'm going to be completely honest. This is a rant that I'm stealing, but it's a good point, And I'm trying to use it to break you down. Okay. Um, there are no guards. So why didn't they get up to the top of that thing and then dig out a hole and then put some wood in it? And then you've got a step and then you do it again and you've got another step and then you get out. <laughs> Why do they make they it? They didn't have wood. Yes, they did. They did have they? resources. Who's also, who's delivering food to them? How are they eating? Okay, listen. If you want to pick <laughs> apart this movie, I have to watch it before we fully get into this, okay? Listen, I just like the third one a lot. It's the only one I own. You can find, you can see it in my collection. It is the only Batman movie I own. I want to know what your opinions are on The Dark Knight, though. Um, I think it was great. Rip Heath Ledger. Love mm-hmm. him. Um, my, my favorite movie with him is uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. If you haven't seen it, you should. Mm-hmm. Um, to audience and you. Yeah. Um, I'm sh- quite sure a lot of people have seen that movie, okay. to be honest. Some people haven't. It's crazy. Um, uh, I think it was great. Uh, Katie Holmes' character dying was heart-wrenching. Didn't care. I loved her. I love Katie Holmes, though. I have a soft spot for her. She played Joey on Dawson's Creek. She wasn't... They recasted her. She wasn't in the Batman Begins. Yes, she was. It wasn't Katie Holmes. It wasn't Katie Holmes. I think it was a different actress, but it was the same character, I think. I haven't seen The Dark Knight in years, so. But, um. Anyways, Katie, the Katie, Rachel dies. Yeah. She gets blown up. I think the Harvey Dent stuff is amazing. Elaborate on what the Harvey Dent stuff is. I don't remember it. Uh, well, you know, he, (laughs) uh, he's an attorney. He's like the DA and he usually is, um. He becomes Two-Face during the long Halloween storyline, which is what Robert Pattinson's um, um, 
Batman movie is based off of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it's going to be based off of that. But, um, you know, this is the origin of Two-Face. It's, he's an attorney. He's dating Rachel. Uh, Joker does a ultimatum of, like, try and save. You can only save one. Of course, Batman picks Rachel, but, of course, Joker knew that, so he sw- he told him the wrong locations. And um, he... I liked his kind of descent into madness of, um, and it kind of proved Joker's point of like, all it takes is one bad day and the, anyone can go crazy sort of yeah. thing. Um, but I think, See, okay, hold on. How can you think that, but then not enjoy Joker? I do enjoy Joker. I thought you didn't like Joker. No, I do enjoy Joker. I don't enjoy Batman. I mean the movie Joker. Oh, no, because that's not that has nothing to do with the Joker. It's just an. In, I don't want to get into it. Okay, another another day. Um, go on though. So, but um, yeah, no, I like Joker in this. I think I, he, say, I love Joker in the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's great. It's a great. Um, he's left ambiguous. I think that's why I like this version because um, Joker has kind of even in um the comic book The Killing Joke. There's a line it, like in that storyline they technically show you the origin of the Joker but then later there's a line where it's like when it comes to my backstory I prefer it to be multiple choice so it's the thing of like maybe that was his backstory maybe it was all a lie mm. we don't know what the origin of Joker is and we don't know what the origin of this Joker is it's definitely a different interpretation but I enjoy that because it's like we don't know and I'm glad mm-hmm. um, well didn't they and like I was like 15, so like 2014-ish. Um, didn't they, like, didn't, like, Batman become a god in the comics and then ask who killed his parents and then it was oh, revealed yeah. that it was the Joker or something? No. Uh, that's not what that was. That was, um, it's always been, it's, for the most part, always been Joe Chill has been the one to kill yeah. his parents. And he knows that for the most part. Um, but what you're referring to is, in the comics, Batman, um, there's a new god called... Oh no, I forget his name. He's a he's an a hole, but um, he's got this chair that yeah. is basically like you can it holds all the knowledge of the universe and everything. And Batman sits on it, and because he knows all the universe of the everything, he essentially in theory becomes a god. And um, he tests it out because he's not trustworthy of anyone, even a omnipotent chair um so he tested out with the question of who killed my parents it said he then went joe chill yes um and then he asked who is the uh, who is the joker Mm. and his response is no that can't be wait and then they kind of left ambiguous for a few years until they revealed that it was um spoiler for this comic um it's revealed that there are three jokers um they're like and there are they've each been um so there have been three different jokers happening there's like one that ended up crippling um bat batgirl uh one that killed jason todd and Mm -hmm. one that was like the mastermind behind it all or something like that so it's like scream type of shit (sighs) kind of but yeah sort of that thing but they all exist at once it's not the case of like um one dies and another takes up the mantle sort of thing. It's it's more of like... Um, there's just three of them. There's just three of them. Yeah, I guess if one dies, they'll just replace it um, sort of thing. And then I think in that storyline, Jason does kill a Joker. I don't know if it was the one that killed him or not, but he kill, he like shoots one in the head. Um, and that was a big no-no because he has a no-kill rule. 
Uh, Jason well, doesn't. B- Batman does though. Yeah, but Jason doesn't give a yeah, shit. But Jason, like, didn't he die and come back to life? No, that's just like the whole thing I was talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Joker killed him, and then um, he got brought back to life. Um, what was the original? <laughs> the original question was. It was I had the comic wrong, so you fix, so you corrected it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original comment though was how you liked how it's really ambiguous on how on who yes. Joker is in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, I enjoy that. What I don't, um, I think people praise that movie because of Heath Ledger's performance, a hundred percent. And I think, and I do think Harvey Dent's stuff is interesting in that. But besides those two elements, I don't like a lot of the stuff in that movie. I don't like Bruce Wayne in that movie. I don't like Batman in that movie. Uh, Rachel was a character that they created for these movies, and I just never really cared for her. Um, so when she died, I felt nothing. So it was just the case of like, I just was there for Joker and Harvey Dent. Um, and that was kind of it. I will say though, today I watched Batman Begins for the first time. I really enjoyed it because it was, it was, um, it was different from the Batman year one comic, but it was an interesting take on a lot of the stuff. They focus on like, uh, Bruce's time uh, traveling and training to become Batman mm-hmm. and like how, how he became Batman, why he became Batman, all that sort of stuff. And they take some liberties from the comic, like um, why he chose to be a bat. It was, I think a bat got into his house in the movie. Like he's, I thought it was because of the cave that he falls into the well. Yes. But like what inspired him to make the choice that oh, it was a bat okay. was yeah. like yeah. a bat got into the house and then Alfred's like, they must be nesting nearby or something. But in the comic, it's this like big thing of he's decided that he's going to do that and he needs something to like be a symbol and strike fear. He's in his father's study and he's in a, um, it's very memorable and, um, iconic. He's in like his, uh, father's study in a chair looking at a, either a bust of his father or a, picture of his father and he's going like father show me what should i do and then a bat crashes through the window breaking it and uh flies through and then he remembers that bats are his fear something that he grew up and was afraid of and he's like yes father and then he calls to alfred and stuff and he and then he becomes batman um and then like um I do want to get this clear. Uh, they they get it wrong in the movie. It's not Roz. It's Raish. Oh. It's a big point of contention about it. It's like a debate kind of that people have talked about, but it's been like confirmed it's Raish, but this was like after the movie, so they yeah. they went with Roz. Um, but yeah, they, they took the liberty of like, um, he'd been trained by like a bunch of different people um, during his time traveling, and but I don't believe any of them were Ra's al Ghul or the League of Shadows or League, mm-hmm. of, League of Assassins, sometimes they're called. Um, but in this, it's like that seems to be their main, his main training was um, the League of Shadows and uh, Ra's racist, especially. Um, yeah. I didn't like the villain. Which one? Raish? No, Liam, Liam Neeson's character. Yeah, Raish. Raish. I didn't like him. Uh, he was, why? He just... I feel like Scarecrow was more interesting, to be honest. Yeah. A, B, visually. Visually and just... It would have been... I, I, I love the Arkham Asylum aspect to Arkham a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Injustice and um, uh, the Arkham Knight or mm-hmm. the Arkham games. Uh, games. Uh, I only played a couple, but I really enjoyed them. Yep. And a big aspect I liked of them were the Asylum parts. 
Um, and I just, I always find those way more interesting and elite and him just being like, I'm just going to destroy the city because it's already too lost. That was just, that just sounded dumb to me. Yeah. The premise was just kind of like, you're just dumb to be evil you know, or evil to be done. You know, like there's no real point to your masquerade you're doing right now. It felt more of, um, not like there was no point, but more of a, like, they're just doing this because they kind of want the ideal of power. Yeah. Like they were just doing it because they were like, this is what power is. And it's like, it feels like this stuff was going to happen with or without you really. So, um, at least Scarecrow was like, I don't know. I just crazy. I thought the relationship between, uh, Raish and Bruce was interesting. Like the, but you know, like him going like going against the league of shadows and, but still Mm -hmm. calling Raish his friend and stuff like that. And then he saved his life. Yeah, I thought that stuff was interesting. And then I'm going to get into what I ultimately don't like about this trilogy. It's too realistic. So what do you mean by that? I'm going to race. It's a perfect example. So in this, um, there's like a line in it where he's like, or is race an immortal? And then Bruce goes, or does he rely on cheap parlor tricks to um, hide his identity and stuff? Because it's revealed that Liam Neeson's character is race al Ghul because... Um, he, because he lied to Bruce and kind of yeah. misled him into thinking that the old, um, wise Asian dude yeah. was Rachel Ghoul when really it was, um, Liam Neeson's character. And it was the thing of like, that's too realistic. It, he's not an immortal. He can die sort of a thing like, and, and he does in this. Um, but in the comics he is immortal. He's like 300, maybe a thousand years old or something and he's kept alive through the Lazarus pit which is a uh, pit it's like a pool that was created because there was an asteroid that fell to the earth during the um, caveman era and like kind of irradiated these pools and then Raish uh, like grabbed for power found them all and uses them to stay alive but they also make you insane that would have made that would have maybe maybe explained why he's doing the stuff of like oh this stuff has made him insane but they didn't do that because that was too outlandish for them they didn't so, want to focus on that they wanted to focus on he's trained he's deadly and the league as an organization has been going on for hundreds maybe thousands of years but he himself has not so it wasn't re- like dc ridiculous enough type of thing yeah absolutely because like, dc gets, like, is like pins itself on being ridiculous it likes doing well, it comics do it's yeah. not just dc marvel does image does uh, uh, dark horse all of them it's all ridiculous stuff so i really do hate whenever it's and they always do it with batman they always do it of like we're gonna make this real and stuff yeah even, even, that's, and uh, i've brought it up i think mm-hmm. before but even with tim burton's version and tim burton it, looking back on it, it's not real and it is ridiculous, but that wasn't the intent. It was, they made it darker and that's what they thought was going to be real. And then Tim Burton made it weird because he is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but that wasn't an intentional thing. And like they, that's the one thing I'll give credit to, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman is like, they really do lean in on the comic book stuff on that. And I really do appreciate it. I hate the suit in these movies, even the Batman begins one, but like, I hate, I absolutely hate the dark Knight suit. It looks like shit. I hate, I hate it. 
You care about suits way more than I do. I do I just care think about it suits, looks cool. It's so I'm good. It, it doesn't though. <laughs> it's too realistic because it was. I think it was always like a a trope for Batman of like he could never turn his neck because like those suits in real life they're so stiff and stuff. Mm-hmm. He has to do like the. I think it's the uh, Michael Keaton turn they named it where it's like, huh. Like he turns his whole torso uh-huh. and everything in order to look. And it's, it is ridiculous. But the way they designed that suit, it was like, you can see like the little compartments and like how it's able to move because they've left the joints or something like flexible and stuff. And they explain away why it's like maybe bulletproof, but not bulletproof. And the villains, they don't ever focus on the villains that are crazy, like Clayman or, um, um, killer croc or stuff like that. Like he fights crazy stuff. Even Bane, like they don't do the fact of, they don't even do venom. Do they? No, no, like Venom, he's a he's a crazy character because, and he's a much bigger character or stronger character than Bruce, and that's kind of always been the attraction for Bane, even though he is kind of a he's kind of a joke character now, but because he's got the Venom um, um, drug, where yeah, it's like like he, in the Injustice game, yeah, he gets bigger, it's like green, his veins turn green, he gets stronger, and he becomes like something that is not human but they didn't want to do that with this so it was just like he's a strong dude and he's uh he lived in the shadows when bruce was merely um or or something like that he was raised by the shadows and bruce like vacation there or something yeah yeah i hate it okay when you said it's too realistic i was like this is like fast and furious ridiculous because like whenever he was riding the car from rooftop to rooftop have you watched fast and furious yes i've, okay. I've seen fast and so furious. Uh, in the seventh about. movie they like literally drive the car through buildings mm-hmm. it felt like that that like that type of ridiculous to me and i was like yeah. this is not realistic this is what i'll say um I've I I don't know if I would say this is the best one, but it's definitely the one I've enjoyed most. It is Batman Begins because they I think they did get like kind of ridiculous with it and a bit more comic booky with it. But as they went on, the less they wanted to do that stuff and the more realistic turns they took because it I that it was always something I hated from the get go. But watching this, I was kind of like. Oh, they're doing kind of some crazy, ridiculous things in this. Like you, yeah, you're right. The tumbler, like jumping across buildings, and and the fact that he's like talking to Lucius Fox and going like, "I need this for um, spelunking or mm-hmm. base jumping." It, it's it's kind of ridiculous stuff, but it's um, but it is still the case of like the the rage thing that he's not immortal did bo- bug me and bother me. I was like, that's no. fair. Um, did you like the Robin part of, no, in the third movie? Dumb. Hated it. Thought it was dumb. Awful. It was the first showing of a live action. Ro- no, it was the second because I did see yeah. Batman and Robin. Um, that he, he I was, well actually, uh, well yeah, he was Robin in that, but also in uh, Batman Forever. Oh, but yeah. it was the same one. Yeah. So, but um, it was the first. I don't think I ever saw Batman Forever. Um, it was the you first. Don't need to. That's fair. Um, it was the first. Uh, like Robin. He wasn't even Robin, of, though. Yeah, but in the end, they were like, my name's Robin. I want to go off on that. <laughs> I want to go off on that. Go ahead. Because it is still dumb. I agree. Again, I'm going to make this point clear. This is not a new topic, but it's something that I would have come to on my own. It's something I am mad about, but someone else has brought it up, too. What was his name in that? What was his name? Something. Last name Blake, yeah. I think. What was it? I don't remember. John Blake. 
John Blake. That was it. His name was John Blake. That is his legal name. And then at the end they go, oh, it might be by my old name, Robin. And that's supposed, that makes no sense because none of their names in the comics, like real names is Robin. And also, is that going to be his vigilante name is Robin? Is he going to go out there with his real name? That's dumb. That's stupid as hell. <laughs> he shouldn't. Be, why is it Robin? They should have made it Dick Grayson. But, that they, been but why they didn't do that was because they were worried people weren't going to know who Dick Grayson was. But you know what? They've already bought tickets for the movie. So it doesn't. Ma- and it's the last movie. So it doesn't matter. And they knew it was the last movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So just say it's Dick Grayson and they're going to go, who's Dick Grayson? And look it up later. Did it's you, fine. Did you not? I'm like- very mad about Robin in this movie. It's dumb. I didn't mean to awaken this. I forgot about him. Did you not like Anne Hathaway in Dark Knight? I love the Catwoman arc. I thought it was fun. She's not my favorite Catwoman. That's fair. Um, I don't like that suit. It wasn't really a suit. It was just kind of like clothes. That's another thing I hate. Yeah, that's another example of the realistic. They do. And that that is something I've seen a lot is like people complain of like, they're just trying to be realistic about stop. Have fun. That being said, what we have seen of the new Catwoman suit, way worse. I haven't. I, really? Well, I, I think they're. I think she's gonna have another one, but right now it's literally just a beanie that she cut eye holes out of. Oh yeah. Looks like. Don't do that. Um, but I like. Um, I do like that actress. I'm forgetting her name at the moment. I will say the reason we haven't gotten a good Robin yet is because of Batman and Robin, though. Yeah. Because it was just so like I love that movie, but it's so bad. You haven't seen anything of Titans, have you? No, I refuse. He is the best Robin live action. You you say that so it's trash. It is trash, but um, he's the best one. He's Dick Grayson, and they introduced Jason Todd, and I think they've done Tim Drake now. Um, I don't know. I, I'm left wanting for um, Robins because I really like. I really love Nightwing. Nightwing's great. I want to yeah. see more of Nightwing, but they won't do it correctly. I think they're scared to because of the Batman and Robin movie fan theory or fan um, casting that I actually want to see. Dylan O'Brien as uh, I Nightwing. Actually I actually am okay that. with that. That's a hard casting to do. A lot of people have said Adam Driver. I'm like, no. Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien would be a good casting. I would pay anything to see Dylan O'Brien as a Robin. I feel he would bring. He could. Bring Bring some justice to that character. Good. Adam Driver's a weird pick for that. It's just because he has longer hair. He could do it with um, what's his face too. You wouldn't want to put it with. Oh, I thought you meant Adam Driver. I was like, no, no. The who's playing the new Batman? Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he could do it with him. You don't think they could? No. Do you think they'd have to make it like its own movie? You could. I'm not against though. Of like, I think take your time with it. Introduce him as Robin. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But doesn't Robin only come to fruition because of Batman? Yeah. So you would have to like put him with. You don't have to. You could just do it like um oh well this he's been Robin he um but we're we're not focusing on that we're focusing on him as Nightwing. They could kind of go uh, Kate Bishop route, but just not pair them up. Yeah. That's you know, kind of just, kinda just have do her it, train just herself. Do the thing of like. What was it? You could do like in Spider-Man 3 where he's just kind of like doing a weird monologue something at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so I was Robin for Batman. I was Batman's sidekick. But now I'm my own superhero. Uh (laughs) Um, That would be fun. Yeah. Um, What's your thoughts on Jason? Or Red Hood? Um, I don't know much about them. Mm. Is Red Hood the one that was in Teen Titans? No. That was just Dick Grayson. Okay. And then who did he turn into? Nightwing. I thought he turned into Red Hood. And then no. I thought Dick Grayson Are just you went thinking straight. Of Red X for 
Teen Titans. But okay, so after Dick Grayson leaves Teen Titans, he becomes Nightwing. I thought he became yes. Red Hood, and the other no. one just became Nightwing directly. No, I don't know much about them. Mm. I like the one that's in Teen Titans. No, it's always Jason because um, what how why he chose to be Red Hood is the the idea or the popular belief is the Joker before he became the Joker, he joined the Red Hood gang, and so he was the, like the first Red Hood. Then Joker killed uh, Jason Todd, and whenever he came back to life, he took on the mantle of Red Hood as like a um, as a fuck you to Joker. Okay, so that's why it like it kind of has to be um, Jason. I also hate Zack Snyder. I think I mentioned this before. Um, he decided to kill Dick Grayson in the. His movie, mm-hmm. it's like one of the graves in at Wayne Manor, and I'm like, I hate this. This because is because he dumb. didn't have to. They he just didn't have he to. Just he could have just made it Jason Todd, and like no one would have been angry at him. But now I'm angry at him. <laughs> I would have <laughs> been angry watch at him still. for a lot of t- things. I need to watch that still. Batman v Superman? No, the oh, I thought you were talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, um. No, it's it's Batman v Superman that that I'm referring to, but um, you're not missing anything. It's better. I hear the cyborg backstory is cool. It's better than the original, but ultimately, it's four hours. It's just longer. Yeah, it's the same movie. Is the thing. It is is the same movie, but it's four hours. I just hear it's a lot better than the original. It is, but it's it doesn't add much. That's new. The only, I haven't seen either though, so I might I as well know. watch one. They don't add much. That's new. The um, the only thing they add is the Flash does a bit more, but he's still an annoying character. Like they didn't fix him. I love. I don't know his full name, but Ezra, whatever. You I love, love him? him as an actor. I hate him. I'm kind of hating him. I don't know about because I think he's sucking as an actor. I don't like him. He um and his Flash is so annoying. He plays uh the gay best friend in Perks Being a Wallflower. I know, and I love. Perks being a wallflower. I know. I think he's a bad actor. And I hate his Flash. Yeah. I don't know anything about his Flash, but I disagree on the bad actor. The, I feel like that's the harsh. 2017, the first one, there's like a whole thing where people are like, because he like complains about brunch. He like goes off on like, he doesn't understand the concept of brunch. And he's like, what's with brunch and stuff? And it's like really annoying. And, I, and they cut that out. But instead, it's just like in the justice or the Zack Snyder version, he just like goes off about like, I, well, I, did, I didn't really understand like the need for a resume as sort of thing. And like, he's trying to get a job. He's like, are you just not an adult? What, why are you Barry Allen? He's an idiot. I hate it. Is he actually Barry Allen? Yeah, he's Barry that's Allen. Fun. All right. So are you not excited for the flash movie? Cause that's like one of the most anticipated movies of this year. I'm just excited for Michael Keaton. That's so valid. I don't even care about Ezra Miller. Do you think? Oh, so no, I'm excited for Michael Keaton and the fact that this is going to reboot the DCEU. I would say, are but you excited still, for that? Cause yeah, but that, but I'm still not excited for Ezra Miller's flash. I still think that, um, the, his own flashpoint, um, changes his own appearance <laughs> and they get someone else. Maybe. Um, <laughs> That'd be interesting. are you, so there's a big theory that f- the flash movie that's going to be flashpoint is going to basically make it to where everything that they've done so far is canon quote unquote. Yeah. But they can basically just do whatever they want and make as many Batmans, as many Supermans, as yeah. many whatever, and do whatever they want for their they don't even, DCEU and just make it all separate. Do you think even, that's the route it's going to go? They don't even need to do the Flashpoint for that. Yeah, it's kind of already established. Like, yeah, just be like, you just do it in a press release of like, ah, multiverse. 
And then it's all canon. Just say, ah, multiverse. It's all canon, though. I think they want to jumpstart a Flash story, though. I don't think that's what it is. I think they want to... Um, they. I think they are actually wanting to redo a... Um, like a mainline storyline. I think they will still do like offshoots like a like they did Joker or they like they're doing a Batman, but I think they're wanting also a mainline universe that we follow like the MCU. Mm-hmm. And this is the way to do that. Because if they're just doing like random stories of certain characters, then you then yeah, you just do a press release and go like ah multiverse. What do you Everyone think the understands main... what a multiverse is now, so yeah. it's yeah. What do you think the main line will be? Oh, the main universe? Yeah. Um, do you think it'll be Robert Pattinson's? N- they've said they won't do that, but they often lie, so I don't know. Um, if they, I'll say this. They shouldn't start with Batman or Superman. They need to start with something new. Yeah, they need to do, do something interesting. Do you think the Suicide Squad will follow the main line? That'd be interesting. But the main. The, but I think they also want a clean slate, and the, sui- the new Suicide Squad is also connected to the old yeah. DCU. Um, that would have been interesting though, but no, like, cause what the MCU did was they did Iron Man and I know he's a big character, but then he wasn't, he was a D-less superhero. Mm-hmm. So they he, only did it cause they didn't have like Spider-Man and other yeah, people. So it was like, why don't you actually focus on like some other heroes that are interesting and like do something interesting instead like of doing Blue Beetle, like Blue Beetle. He's so cool. Um, he's tried the suit on apparently like three times. Very excited. Um, but yeah, they'll. They'll probably do some sort of version of Batman or Superman, even though we've already seen it a lot. Like 12 billion times. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did want to mention that. I've mentioned this before. Um, in Batman Begins, I think that's like the definitive version of the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Um, but in Batman v Superman, that is the most beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most yeah. beautiful. But this is like, it's clean cut standard. Mm-hmm. It, they get shot. He looks nothing like his father. In which one? Batman Begins. As an adult, he does. No. He doesn't. I thought he did. His hair is completely different. His, his face, hair is long, but his, his face no, looks like him. No, not even. His face structure is different. And I know it's like you work out and stuff, but like he's way bigger. <laughs> he looks nothing like his father. Eh. His father looks like a guy that's going to get shot in an alley. <laughs> Tank. That was awful. Right. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. So that was me, but it was a good shot. <laughs> Ah, I didn't even mean to do that one. Wow. Um, that was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> well, with that being said, would you like to get into Chef? Chef? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let me get out my phone because I sent notes? you. Well, I sent you things. Oh, yeah. I loved. Um, I didn't want to take notes because I was actually very enthralled. I didn't even want to look at my phone. Oh, good. I'm um, glad. It was. You stopped the first time you so, watched it. So I, started, so I started it and then I was like. Alyssa would love this movie. I, I'm, I'm just gonna watch it with her. So I, we, I, we planned to watch it the next day, and then some stuff happened. So we didn't watch it till like what Tuesday? I don't know. Tuesday or Monday. Something. Um, and uh, we watched it, and I said, I was like, bro, that was so good. Yeah. And I was watching, I was like, this is such a Brad movie. Like yeah. everything about it, like the whole family aspect, mm-hmm. everything. Well, and there's so much to like say just about it because it's it's funny and like it's yep. heartfelt and like when i'm sad that's, that's a movie great. i'm gonna throw on now yeah absolutely it, i put it in my amazon like wish list yeah because like i want to buy it at some point absolutely it's um, such a fun movie and it and the cooking is great you can literally um first season um season one volume one the chef show they do uh, all the recipes from the movie. So you can like oh, look it up nice. and like find it, find the recipes and make it all. That's I want to cool. make the Cubanos. Mm. 
I want to make those sandwiches. They sound so good. They looked good. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so I want to start off by talking about one of like the funniest moments in my opinion, um, is whenever he's cooking for Scarlett Johansson's character. Yes. I want to make that she pasta. looks like she's going to jump his bones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. me and Alyssa were sitting and they were like, like, she's like in his bed. She's like, <laughs> in, like, like the look, you're just like, yeah, this is about to get racy <laughs> up in here. You know, like I was just like, Whew, I feel that there's other heat than just that cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it was just so funny. I want to make that pasta so bad. It's pasta aglio e olio. It looked so good. Binging with Babish made it, so he's got a video on it. Nice. Um, but it was it was just a fun, feel-good movie. And mm-hmm. like it's one that like you can kind of throw on and like just watch it happen. And it just mm-hmm. you, like it just flows very well. Yes, absolutely. I love that in the beginning he's making fun of food trucks and then he ends up owning a food truck. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I was not sure. I, we, we, me and Alyssa were both just like, I'm not sure who they're going to try and throw him with though. Because like, <laughs> cause at first I was like, so Scarlett Johansson? And then I was like, the other girl? <laughs> um, the girl from Modern Family? <laughs> yeah. I, well, it, the cast was just stacked mm-hmm. to the brim. And that was like the first thing I sent you. I was like, this cast, man. Yeah. Only thing that I will say is like, for RDJ it absolutely was the fact of him going like dude I started your career be in my movie <laughs> um, he was a douche but I in feel that like movie. Scarlett Johansson I think that was more of a like they've worked together so I, th- I think it's fair to be like I think he'd be good for this role what do you want to be in this movie we'll pay you and she's like yeah this sounds like a great movie I think yeah. that's a fair thing um, but yeah for RDJ it's like because at that point he would have it standard he would have been like i'm gonna need a lot of money and he would have been mm-hmm. like dude this is Andy and I started your career <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, it was it or was brought good. you back, you know, yeah, sort of thing. Because Robert Downey Jr. was going on a big yeah, hole. Yeah, he did have a career before that, though. Yeah. Um. But I just, it was fun. Um. It was very feel good. The food looked good. The Food's cooking was amazing. authentic. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um. I love his best friend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a true best friend right there. I mm-hmm. mean, he traveled to Miami just to open a food truck with him. Yeah. And it paid nothing. He was like, pay something. It wasn't great. I think it was just a thing of like. And there's something so like romanticized of the idea of just kind of leaving everything behind and just going to and doing something. Mm-hmm. But it's also like he's a cook and it's like, I trust this guy. And like, what's the what will happen if I go and go to him and help him out? Oh, I get to live on a food truck and cook for people. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. like a great time. He's dancing, making the like uh, pork rojo mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's so fun. I think it's great. Well, and the kid. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I love the kid's arc. Mm-hmm. Through the whole thing, like one second a day thing was so pure, mm-hmm. and then like how they, de- I love how they developed their relationship. Yeah, because at first he was like, "So I'm not gonna see you a lot now," and mm-hmm. then you're just like, "Don't do that, don't be mm-hmm. like that." So it was, um, he's John Favreau has gone out and said like the, like he's not really necessarily a good dad, like he doesn't really know how to parent, but the thing that they relate to is the food, like that's kind of their bonding mm-hmm. time is food and cooking, and like, and the kid like sees that and is like, I want to share that with you sort of thing. And it, yeah, it's such a great, cause he was just, he was just like, just bring me with you. Yeah, please. For, it, love for the God. kid, it really was the case of like, I just want to be around you. It really doesn't matter what we do. Um, yeah, it's such great. Well, and some of the shots look straight out of like a Wes Anderson film. Really? Well, the one of, um, whenever they're riding the roller coaster and he's just on his phone, <laughs> that looked like a Wes Anderson shot. And there that, was yeah. another shot as well that I was like, this looks like something it was. And that's what I was I like, it feels yeah. like an indie film. Um, 
but well, it feels like an indie film because it's a more personal story. Yeah, and I think that's what I more mean when I say it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just nice. Yeah. It was just a really good like palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've been watching Dexter and My Heroes. Like I've been kind of everywhere, so it was kind of nice just to kind of come to You've center. You've into like some deep drama. Yeah, stuff. which and- I'm about to start Breaking Bad next. <laughs> so really? we'll see where that goes. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, it is. There's season two is bad. Um, I'll just say that, but, um, no, yeah, it's such a fun movie and I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm just going to say you text me and you're like, can you teach me how to cook? And I was like, yes, absolutely. That (laughs) sounds so awesome. And I'm so excited to cook with you, man. That sounds so much fun. Me too. Um, and I mean, you're insane for the A1 sauce on the burger. You're completely wrong. You won't do that with me. I know what A1 sauce tastes like. Have you like. had it on a burger? No, because I'm not a can't talk because about I'm it. not a monster. It's not. It's so good. He bro. grills his burgers. What burgers? I want to know what are you using for burgers? I don't know. Whatever meat. I just take some meat and I do the thing and then is I Is it ground beef or is it like a frozen patty? Both. I'll kill you. <laughs> That's oh my god! Never so, do frozen patties ever. Okay, okay, but so ground beef. What you do is you start cooking it, and then as you're flipping it back and forth, you just put a little A one sauce on it, and then it cook, grills with it, becomes part of the juice. You bite into it; you're it tastes delicious wrong, though, because it's like you don't flip it back and forth and back and forth. You flip it, you cook it, and you cook it about eighty percent. You get the sear on that first side, and then you flip it once, and then you put the cheese. That's how you cook a burger, any burger. Good to know. I don't know how to cook though. That's why I'm asking you to teach me. <sighs> you won't do that around me. <sighs> Whatever. I don't care. Um, I might put it on after. No. Yeah. Not around me. Yeah, I will. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. I'll I will bring my own A1. I will throw it in the trash. I will then give <laughs> you like two bucks. I don't care. Um, no, you need to learn the basics of, you need to learn the rules before you break them. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I can understand that. George Carlin said that. It's a great quote. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, the cooking in this is so great and it's genuinely good. I'm so excited for you to watch uh, the chef show because it's been first season or first season, first volume is mostly about the show with some other things thrown in. The second episode is literally, um, Roy and, uh, John at a restaurant and then it turns into a dinner with Tom Holland, RDJ, Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers. Wow. As they eat and they talk about Marvel movies (laughs) and it's so much fun. And then like the other seasons get into just like other recipes and fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's such a like, and it keeps the like fun attitude. I love it. I'll watch it. I'm definitely yeah. gonna check it out. It looks fun. It looks like not my type of documentary. I only like a special type because I yeah, I get bored. That's fair. Um, well, the thing with the docu series is like they also go like they kind of have the attitude of like we're not doing any of that like staging stuff or like we're this is real cooking. That's what we're mm-hmm. showing, sort of stuff, which is good and fun and nice. Um, so, what is your recommendation? I even though I know, but um, well, actually, oh, have you seen a social network? The social network. No. Guess what you're going to watch this week, Brad? It's so good. Okay, you know like what? Jesse Actually, Eisenberg. hold on. I'll go with what I was going to do in the no. first place. No, no, no. Hold on, hold no. on. So you get a pick. Do you want Adventures in Babysitting, which is an 80s movie, very John Hughes-esque, not John Hughes, but very John Hughes. It's by the, the guy who directed it is the same guy who directed Gremlins and um, 
a lot of the Harry Potter movies or my favorite anime movie, Weathering With You. It makes me cry. I'm doing the social network. No, you're doing one of these. I'll do social network later. <laughs> you literally just I already said had so- these picked out though. It's fine. Just pick one. <sighs> We're doing the social network. I'm gonna make you're gonna watch it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Don't like Jesse Eisenberg, but I'm gonna watch it. Why? I don't like him as an actor. <laughs> I don't know anything about his personal life, but I just I don't like him as an actor. Who went to IU? I don't know what that is. Indiana University. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't. Andrew Garfield didn't. Huh? Andrew Garfield is in it. Yeah, that's the only thing now that's like, if I watched this before I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, that would have been, I would have gone, I don't like Jesse Eisenberg and I don't like Andrew Garfield, but I don't know. (sighs) It's really good. Maybe I'll like this. I don't know. Anyway. I'm excited. And then I'll recommend one of these next time. Yeah. (sighs) So you're going to watch Social Network? Yeah. Cool. Do you want my copy or are you going to watch it? I don't think it's on anything. I think I took it off. So I'll give you my copy. Okay. We'll figure that out. So Social Network next week. Yep. I got to figure out what I'm going to make you watch. I'm excited. It's going to be something you're not going to want to watch now because it's social network. I try to share things I think you'll like, Brad. You shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> Are you basically just like, no, this will force me we're to do it. getting it out of the way. Oh, that's <laughs> where we're at. Okay, pal. Okay. <laughs> well, so tune in next week for our uh, Brad's review of the social network and yes. my new recommendation. Yes. And a topic that we have not decided on yet. But we will figure but it we out. We will figure it out. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. See you next week.